Hey budding lawyers, welcome to the podcast. Today we have with us Ms. Samriddhi Poddar. Hi Samriddhi. Hi, hi Prasanna. Samriddhi is an advocate practicing in Mumbai and she is the founder of the blog named The Law Review Anthology. Right Samriddhi? Yes, I do have a correction though. I'm a co-founder. I have one okay. more person along with me on the team. Okay, okay. So you are not the only one. Okay. No. Uh, we'll talk about the team too. But uh, um, so here it is like we all like listening to stories and that's why we have something called lawyer stories on our youtube channel too if in case people have watched those videos so samriddhi firstly please tell us the story of tlra and what led you to start your own venture kind of oh so uh, the story is quite funny actually and uh, certainly not related to law so i just happened to have ordered a new coffee at that time from blue tokai and uh, there was an option for like it to be personalized so me and sarthak who's the co-founder we just happened to be on a call at that time and i was like uh, that's a pretty cool thing that they do like you know they put your name on it imagine like if we have our own venture or something we would like totally get our coffee like and get our name written on it and uh, it was just the starting of the pandemic so we are still very uh, you know like we we dilly dallying as to what we want to do right now we don't have a job we got our internships later and uh, college was over for me he's still in his fourth year and uh, that's when we realized that uh, should we go ahead and you know probably like try making a blog cuz that's something we've been discussing for the past 2 years now but we just never got the time cuz like the internships and college and everything just keeps you busy yeah so with the pandemic thanks to the pandemic the only good thing out of the pandemic <laughs> uh, was that we got a lot of time on our hands so at around 1 in the night we discussed uh, we i remember having this discussion with him at 6:30 in the morning we had a blueprint ready of how we want the website to look what we want from the website and I think that's pretty much the story of it like I think we can like attribute a lot of it to Blue Tokai like thanks for personalized coffee <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah so who designed I mean you hired some uh, web designing firm or, or you did it from scratch So fortunately Sarthak happened to be one of those science kids who were forced into science and never liked it <laughs> So I had a techie on my hand and uh, fortunately i had arts so i was blessed uh, so i had a techie on my hand so when it came down to the website we had a discussion i was like do you want to go ahead and ask someone else to do it for us and he just said no i leave this on me i love computers and uh, if nothing i was going to be an engineer god forbid like i'm i'm glad that didn't happen <laughs> but uh, and i'm sure he is too and uh, so the entire website is his work and uh, we just discussed that you know like this is how we wanted to look and these are the certain aspects we want like our website to certainly capture and just like i was like go crazy with it like do whatever you want with it like it's your website too please uh, be as lucrative as possible cuz um, all i all all we discussed and the only end line of that discussion was this shouldn't be any other normal website when you look at tlra i want you to remember tlra and that's pretty much it and sarthak just picked up from it and uh, i can't say that i'm not surprised like every day i look at the website and i just realize how beautiful it is and it's completely attributed to him yeah i actually agree with you i mean being a computer graduate it's not necessary that you will be good at coding and <laughs> designing and stuff but he is and i mean i have uh, gone through your website and all so oh, even i 
Yeah, no, I, even I started budding lawyers as a uh, blog first and I designed my website from scratch. Wow. Yeah. But even I was not satisfied with my work. So later around after maybe two years, now I have uh, delegated that work to a firm and get it re re redesigned. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you were saying something? Yeah, no, I just was going to add like, uh, we started everything and like we made sure that we launched with like a minimum number of articles. So the number that we've set was 10. So uh, the entire work went on for like two months before the website was actually launched. And I still remember that when we were launching the website and uh, like it was a pretty crucial moment because like we thought like we're launching a missile or something, but hmm. not so crucial for Sathak because I, I tend to blow things out of proportion. I'm too dramatic. So uh, while launching it, I, I was just like, I love this website. Even then, like while we're launching it, he's just like, I think there are certain changes I want to make to it. And I was just like, no, it's completely fine. It's beautiful. Let's go with it. So with regards to the satisfaction bit, I completely agree on that. Like I can relate because that's something I see happening in Sartik a lot of times. Like wherein he just keeps saying like, no, we can do this to our website. We can do that to our website. So I guess that's a very important part of like keep, keeping on growing because I guess mm. the moment you get satisfied, it's just a flat line. Yeah. But uh, certain times you have to, uh, well, there are deadlines and stuff. Yeah. yeah but that's absolutely. another thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's the starting story. Now we'll move on to your co-founders and the team. So how many people are there uh, working in your team and how did you all come together? So we're a, te a team of 10 people, inclusive of me and Sarthak. And we have uh, senior editors who were the co-founders, uh, who were the founding editors as well. Uh, they were the people who we approached as soon as we thought of PLRA. And that's two of uh, very well-known colleagues of mine and they also happen to be from my college glc bombay and then we went on to build our team further because uh we realized that you know while we know we have a dream at hand to put that dream into fruition you need a really good team like it doesn't happen individually it doesn't happen with four people at hand because you know in spite of the pandemic you still have work to do so you can't like give in your 100 percent so even though me and sartre would give in our 100 percent it would be quite unfair to expect other people to do the same so we went ahead, we floated the word. It was our placement committees. It was uh, GLC's placement committee, Simbas's placement committee. Then uh, it involved uh, the word of mouth. And then once the website went live, uh, we started getting more and more applications after people read our articles because they realized that there was something different, which we were trying to, trying to achieve constantly, which we still do. And once they realized that, because if you look at our about us, side as well we never talk about ourselves as a legal blog we talk about ourselves as a publication which goes ahead and gives you a broader understanding of the topic at hand so we don't restrict ourselves to law of course keeping the law in mind we try to give you a holistic perspective of the topic whatever you're reading so when we did that a lot of people approached us there was a proper screening and we talked to people about our aims and aspirations what we want from the website and uh, yeah, the team that is currently there, they all believe in the same ideals and values that we do. So yeah, that's pretty much how we built up the team of PLRA. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have quite uh, covered my next question too, but still I'll ask it. Like there are already many blogs on the internet and especially the topics which you all cover, as you said, law, society, etc. is vastly covered by many websites, uh, even news related websites cover it. So what, uh, how is TLRA different and what is TLRA about? Like, how would you define it? 
So to answer that question, uh, I would like to draw your attention to the fact that, as you very rightly pointed out, we have platforms for legal news, legal articles. We have platforms for um, news-related uh, publications. We have platforms for policy-related discourse as well. What we wanted from TLRA was a platform which brought all of this together. We don't want to just talk to you about the law. We want to talk to you about the historical perspective of it, the contemporary perspective of it, the policy perspective of it. And by the end of it, we wanted to reach to a larger audience. Like when I made this website and when Sarthak and me, we sat down, the first ground rule that we had was that this website is not for lawyers only. It is for anyone who wants to know about a certain topic at hand, legal, not legal, and who wants to be educated about it. Because in my first year, if you tell me, honestly, like if I was in my first year and you told me, oh, by the way, somebody there's this new legal website which is, which is just launched and you know what, we should totally like read their articles and write for it. I'm not so sure if I'd be too keen. I'd be like, uh, I'm already reading my books. Like, do I really need to read articles now? Now, that's a perspective that is also existing out there. And there's another perspective of people like, wow, I want to read more. So I didn't just want to restrict ourselves to, I want to read more. I wanted to restrict ourselves. I wanted to encompass everybody who wanted to just know about the basics. It's just something you need to know. Law is literally something that everybody should know about. But it's just the jargons, they just, you know, like they, they just act as impediments. And at the end of the day, we are like, oh, no, I think lawyers are best off reading it on their own. I'm just going to listen it from my friend what it actually means. GST, I'll just call up my friend and ask. So that's not what we wanted. GST, you come to TLR and you read about it. We, we're going to put it in the most basic of sense possible. We're going to give you and draw analysis with economics. We're going to draw analysis, political science, history, civics. We even have an article which is actually a painting. So what we do is through what the author has done is that through that art piece, she's gone ahead to talk about something as big a topic as uh, how exactly women, Muslim women look towards burqa and the tradition of it. So it is when you open that article, it's not an article which is uh, 500 worded or 1000 worded. It's a painting. It's an illustration of the topic at hand. So when we talk about TLRA, we're talking about illustrations. We're talking about writing. We're talking about giving and starting a whole new club of writers who believe in imparting knowledge in a new and a different way, which will make you read, which will make you come back. And I pride on everybody who's written for our website. Like it's it's been a moment of pride for us that we have such great names who have written with us. Be it people ranging from the legal fraternity to people from we've even had writers from UK who've written with us, with US who've written with us. We've had arbitration uh, lawyers writing from Germany with us, and it's just been a journey of learning and new experiences. And I think that's pretty much what TLRA has always been trying to achieve and will continue doing so. Nice to hear that. I mean, uh, within a short period of time, the growth has been quite good. That's right. Thank you so much. I'm glad you feel so. Yeah. So this is some term which everyone would have heard about, but uh, not everyone knows about it. Uh, who blogs, who write, those people know it. Uh, search engine optimization. It is very important for blogs. So can you first explain what it is for like in a late layman's language and then also give us some basic SEO tips for helpful for law students who are planning to start something like this? 
so i'll be very honest uh, the entire tech is handled by sarthak sarthak so <laughs> i am not really the best person to be answering this question i can answer this question but i wouldn't be doing justice to it uh, but i, I mean you, you can you can tell us what you you have learned about seo so the one thing that i've learned about seo which is search engine optimization as you correctly pointed out is that we can't like every day when we put up a new article we have figured out basic rules of how exactly like it will get the maximum of coverage so something as simple as like sunday 12 o'clock in the afternoon that's when you get the maximum readers if you put the same thing out on saturday night at 9 o'clock probably not so that's the first rule that i as a layman understood it like i'll be very honest like when it comes down to tech i am a dinosaur so um, <laughs> like not really my thing but yeah like we when we go ahead we time literally everything out like something as simple as which post should go when what article should go out when which article should go out today and which article should go out next week depending on the kind of circumstances that are going around in the nation or whatever topic is dealing with uh that's precisely how we go ahead with our seos and the technicalities of it as said by me have been handled by sarthak yeah yeah okay okay got it so i'll add something like what who actually doesn't know about it so search engine optimization is basically optimizing your content for the search engine usually google bing and all so you have to uh, you you can read there are many blogs and youtube channel videos you can just go through it and you will get a uh, basic idea that it's uh, how you format your content using the correct words correct keywords and as uh, somebody pointed out uh, when you post the timing and all in which demographic you are accordingly it changes and it matters so it's everything about that and it's not so there can't be a short answer to it if the topic is very vast so it's better you uh, read or watch some videos then you will understand more about it okay so moving forward how do you do your research when you write a blog i mean on a particular topic so um currently i'm trying to write a paper actually and that's a very good thing because uh, that's all i've been doing all day reading papers for me my first uh, my biggest gift i think is jstor i love that website i love that platform where i get access to n number of articles and an n number of research papers so i think for me uh, the process would be research papers then going on to surveys and then eventually like i even try to go ahead into the field and try approaching the writers who wrote the paper or the people who are practicing in this field to get like a deeper insight if not like i i wouldn't like get properly like 500 worded article from them but even like a one liner which i get from people like i was trying to write a paper on arbitration and i have worked with quite a few partners in elp and uh, i happened to just call them up and i asked them so can i have like 2 minutes of yours and uh, he was very kind enough to give them to me and uh, that's how i got my understanding as to what i'm really looking at and how exactly is that relevant when you talk about the indian context so i was trying to draw parallels of it with india and the various other countries as to how exactly it's working out so for me if you ask the steps would be research papers surveys um talking to people now the talking to people part gets a bit uh, problematic because a lot of times people don't really respond but then again like it's been good for me so that's just literally how i go ahead with it for me like jstor is the best friend that i have hmm okay any other similar websites like jstor 
um you can even go ahead to manupaka uh, you can go to lexis nexis uh lexis nexis would be encompassing various other jurisdictions as well manupatra would give you the legal precedents but manupatra also has a good ton of uh, papers actually they've just launched out this new entire part of their uh, in the website where they discuss research papers on various sections you can literally like write one section down and you have papers on it so uh, that's my third option like if not jstor if not lexis nexis then i go on to manupatra so uh, is it for free or you need a subscription okay no you need a subscription for that yeah exactly i i got it through the college so yeah many law colleges may be having these accounts so if you don't yeah, have yeah. an account then i think uh, mostly like i think all of them provide you the these basic accounts if not like all of them like you won't like get access to like n number of articles but like n number of websites but at least these three are basically given by mostly everyone hmm okay so how important is writing in general for lawyers like what are you your views uh, regarding it and what is the difference between writing a blog and writing for something else like a research paper or an op-ed or something like that so when it comes down to writing i think like i would like to draw your attention to this one time where uh, i was in my third year and uh, i was sitting for an interview with a partner and uh, he just gone ahead and asked me like uh, have you written any papers i am a third year like i didn't know like you're supposed to write papers i thought like internships are supposed to be the one way that you learn and uh, i was just like no sir and that's when he had told me something which is stuck by me and probably also why we started plra i remember calling him up right after we started plra and he had told me that uh, writing constant writing is something which is extremely important for a lawyer because it's not just a judge who goes ahead and writes a judgment something as simple as even writing a contract down and drafting a contract it actually shows up on how much you've read how much you've actually written down to be able to draft a proper contract which is watertight and also going ahead and uh, is uh, super nice super fitting to your client because uh, honestly like if i go ahead and draft a contract which has already been drafted like 10 times already and i just change the party names and i give you okay are these are the clauses what difference does it make if i am writing from jsa or if i am writing from azb or if i am writing from another firm in india you've got to stand out right your contract the reason why these firms are known for their work is because when they do their work they are doing their work like absolutely 100% watertight so which is something i feel comes with a lot of writing comes with a lot of research reading and uh, i think that's what we signed up for when we became lawyers reading day in and day out like it's it's uh, it's crazy how much we need to read and write so mm-hmm. i think that's how important it is and when it comes down to the basic difference between a blog and a research paper i think if you think about the practical uh, application of it it's just the number of words which uh first of all it is the number of words if you're looking at a blog you're looking at 500 words if you're looking at a research paper you're looking at a much larger uh word content limit somewhere around even starting from 2000 to 5000 you when you're looking at a blog you need to understand that you're reaching out to an audience which wants you to write about a topic in 600 words and that changes how you write something if it is 600 words i need to give you the context i need to give you the conclusion and at the same time i need to make sure that by the end of it you actually learn something from it right i don't mm-hmm. want just i don't want you to just read an article for the heck of it 
whereas when i'm writing a research paper i'm putting in hours and hours and hours of research wherein i'm talking not just about one case law i'm trying to give you like some 25 case laws to make you realize okay no this is the way how it should have been if it's not or how it should it should be if it already is and why it should be like that so you're talking about the grueling amount of research which goes into a research paper versus a blog but i would say that a blog when you talk about it is a very mature form of writing because it's a huge um i think it's a huge um, it's, it's a huge thing if you can capture your audience's attention and keep it there with your article for 600 words it's easy with like 2000 words it's easy with 5000 words because your uh, the audience that you're going ahead with when you're writing a 5000 words is are people who love to read I wouldn't read a 5000 pages article if I don't want to read something but if I'm reading a 600 worded article I am looking at something which is probably fun which is probably something which is fun and yet informative now that's a challenge which is very difficult to turn up with and succeed with I believe so I think that's where the difference mostly lies as to how you're looking at your audience where where is your audience where is where are they lying and that's where you change your understanding and your paradigm shift happens as to how i want to word and write now also can we say that blog answers more the the topic in a very short uh, this thing like in a research paper uh, you go into more details with more uh, granular data absolutely so uh, when you have a research paper you can turn it into a blog like uh, an introduction to that research paper something Absolutely. like that it is more like a primer i would say a blog is more like a primer to a topic which is exactly why when we started tlra we did not like we've had like people write mail to us asking what is the word limit because on our website if you actually go ahead and see the write for us option you'll see that we do not specify a word limit and that's because we did not i i i don't i don't know for some reason i felt like that is a big impediment towards a writer when they're starting out uh if i tell you that you can only write for 1000 words i might lose you as a writer but if i give you the freedom to write for as long as you want like of course i'm not talking about like 20000 words but i'm talking about letting the uh, the writer have the freedom to write and explore the topic as much as possible so that's why we chose not to give a time a word limit we told them that please feel free to write as much as you want and we'll go ahead with it as 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 you comfortable with and yeah i think that is more important because uh if you write if you go on even whatever activity you are doing if you are in that flow of for example writing it exactly. is better to uh, get that thing done as your ideas are coming out instead absolutely. of sticking to a word limit absolutely imagine my flow starts at the 1000 uh, 1200 word limit and i only have 1500 so like i have to compress <laughs> that flow into 300 words that's not possible <laughs> yeah yeah right but i have total respect for the blogs which do have word limits like absolutely respect that as well just another perspective hmm. so is this your first blog or you have been writing for some other blogs yeah so uh, we did write a paper with supremo amicus but and we've tried to publish a lot of papers like it's a different thing we've written a lot of papers published uh, quite a few like two three have been published and uh, blog certainly the first one like this uh, like this is the first time we got the courage to actually do it and uh, i still remember the day we were launching it you we were like listen we're doing it because we want to do it if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out if it works out great completely fine so like that courage it only came during the pandemic when we actually had the time on our hands otherwise i just couldn't muster that up 
to be able to start another one so yeah fortunately only one block for now okay so what skills do you have to learn to be a good blogger and how did you acquire these skills apart from writing obviously so uh, as i correctly as i just pointed out to you before that when you're talking about a blog and as you also said very correctly you're talking about an audience which does not really want you to go into the granular details of the topic we're talking about a primer we're talking about a subject being captured in a minimum amount of words and yet doing justice to that right so uh, i think the first thing that you need to make sure that you would like want to focus on is that you need to have the ability to be able to make a concise version of even like a 10000 worded article into a 1000 worded article like you need to be able to do that that's like the first thing you do making things concise is i think the biggest impediment that happens to us as lawyers because we get like case briefs which are like ranging from 25000 words to like i don't know it doesn't even end so to be able to make that concise to a point where i'm telling you that listen this is what it is and this is where i capture it all i think that's the first skill which a blogger should have the rest uh, depends on how exactly you're going ahead with your article uh, with your website so like for our website we uh, held a very different perspective we held the perspective that we did not just want uh, writers to go ahead and write with us we also wanted to make sure like there's a reason why it's called law review anthology uh to go into the etymology of the word anthology it means a magazine a publication which comes up in every like probably fortnight so like that is something that we're still working on and we're going to release a magazine very soon wherein we'll be capturing the best of the best articles that we've published till now so that would be like a online pdf version that you can download so while starting tlra we also looked at uh going ahead and requesting more and more people whose articles we've read whose works we've read and we've been constantly impressed by it to go ahead and write for our website so the other skill that was needed for while you are being a part of tlra at least was the skill to network because um mm. the more we network the more we could tell people about who we are about what we do about why do we do what we do and why would why should they give us their time and write for us because uh, well asking for the time is the most important and the most difficult task honestly like after talking to some 50 60 lawyers in one day i know it's very difficult to get time from people and yet the fact that we managed to have like such prestigious people writing with us was clearly due to the fact that my entire team is so good with their networking because uh, otherwise it just wouldn't have been possible so for us it was the research it was the uh, networking skills it was also the tech it plays a lot of role uh how your website looks uh brings a lot of difference to how your audience is going to look at your content if your website is something which catches a lot of attention it also brings along with it a lot of writers to it so that is something which we were constantly told uh, even before that uh, they really liked our website so like uh, we've been we've just been blessed with that aspect of it so i think if you really put it down to few pointers i think it would be the ability to understand your audience very important you need to know your audience you need to know who you're writing to once you know your audience then you know how exactly you want to frame it out if i'm not a legal student i would want you to write it in a way that i would understand it so that is the other aspect of it then the other aspect would be networking to be able to sell your sell your article sell your article i don't mean like monetary wise i mean it in the way that you show the merits of it 
tell people that listen this is how my article is different there are going to be thousands of articles on the internet which are going to talk about the same topic at hand but this is why i stand out and this is how i stand out to present it absolutely and the presentation skills honestly like they make vast differences in today's time where uh, we have like some 25 students who have the same mental capacity everybody's smart everybody's clever what's the one thing which makes you stand out and i think that's presentation yeah agree completely <laughs> okay so uh, starting something is not so easy uh, for many people but once you start maintaining it improving and growing has more challenges is what i feel uh, what are your thoughts on this and what challenges have you faced till now i absolutely agree with that because i still remember while i was talking to people when i was recruiting them for the team of plr the first thing i told them was that i'm not going to tell you how much time i want from you in a week I'm not going to tell you I need like 10 minutes of yours and I need like 10 hours of yours every week because the pandemic is going to go everything is going to open up so the very fact that we realize that we've started TLRA like if you've noticed uh, in this pandemic there's been like a surge in the number of blogs that have turned up like every day there were 10 new blogs coming up and uh, it's because everybody had time everybody realized that no let's do something new so keeping that blog alive post the pandemic was something that we realized was the most important thing that we needed to do not just like making sure that our content is good enough but also like knowing that it will still exist when we are done with the pandemic was very important for us and still is so to make sure that we keep ensuring that it happens is just that i think like a blog is honestly not a difficult thing to maintain it is not it takes around uh, takes what 5 hours a week of us to actually sit down proofread because we're a big team of editors and to actually we go ahead and like uh, we make sure that the proofreading is done twice we make an article go through two editors so to be able to do that and yet publish an article every month every week is something that we've been achieving to do we've been trying to do and honestly like it's been happening uh, and uh, i think like the one thing that we felt is very important at least in tlrs case was just the constant motivation because uh, it might sound like a small word but in case you don't have the motivation you're not going to work towards it and in case you do you're just going to make time for it you will and it sounds like a very filmy dialogue but it's true like cuz right yeah. now literally everybody on the team is interning people are working they've got like proper jobs now but I still have a team which comes up to me every Friday. We have a call, we do our Zoom calls, and we talk about how we want to go ahead with the website. Are there any new changes that they would want? Are there any new patterns that they would like to inculcate in the entire publication? And I think that's the most important thing. Once you have that entire desire to make sure that you know this thing is going to survive, irrespective of the time or the age I'm at, I think you're good to go. It's pretty much all you need. I really don't think there's any more uh, advice that I can give or anything else that we practice. No, that's the most important thing that uh, you have must have that passion or that inner desire that you have to do it. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing which you know uh, made me contact you because I felt that you know I can see that thing in your website in your work. Okay, it's not just another website. that's really sweet of you it really means a lot to hear, hear that and no uh, when i 
had a had the first call with you i can sense it and that's the reason you know i like to talk to people who start something and who are really into it you know i think i even told you when we we were yeah. talking yeah just precisely what i told people like can you imagine i was calling people up and in their first interview the first thing i tell them is uh, not an interview like a call i tell them listen plr is a baby that you're going to take up in your hands and you need to take care of that baby and you're going to nurture it that's what i do that's what sathak's doing it might sound funny but this is precisely how we want to go ahead with it because the moment you realize that you're going to take super care of it that's all i need yeah and we when you have a team it's really good uh, that's why absolutely it, uh, <laughs> yeah it's very tough <laughs> because i am doing budding lords around 2 years alone that it that must be really tough <laughs> it's really tough that's yeah, why you don't get the results uh, quite you mean if you have a team uh, you get the results fast you know you grow faster that's, that's how true. it is because there are more people involved in it so like you know yeah. like it's better to just hand off responsibilities to a lot of people than taking it all on yourself and not being able to do justice to it <laughs> but right, uh, right. i'm pretty sure it must be very tough task for you congratulations and kudos on that you're doing great work i i went through budding lawyers it's amazing like honestly like great work yeah the, there are many improvements to be done yeah but yeah i i'll take that thanks <laughs> okay yeah so one thing one last question i know we are running out of time <laughs> so can you share an incident from your career which is very memorable to you and it's not only like regarding the vlog uh, yeah. from any other anything. like from your college yeah yeah anything anything so okay i come from glc and uh, one thing that's very important there is our seniors so i had signed up for my first moot and uh, i had i had no idea how to go ahead with like so i didn't know much about it and uh, i approached my random stranger uh, random seniors like they didn't even know me but i went ahead and i sent them my moot problem and i was like can i please have your help on this so it was my first moot went very well and i didn't even know as a prize we would get an internship and at that time i hadn't done any corporate law firm internships So the mood went very well. That was my first mood. So that was one of the most. Uh, I think like that was a very uh, contradicting uh, part of my life because I did the mood and I realized, oh damn, I can be a litigation lawyer. You know what? Like I'm gonna go, you know, like argue in court and like win cases. And the next thing I know, I'm getting into a corporate law firm and I'm like, I'm I'm literally not doing anything like with regards to that. I'm gonna do due diligence. So like I'm not arguing. I'm not Harvey Specter. <laughs> I'm just doing. I'm just doing the due diligence that goes in the background. And that's when I came to ELP. So that was my first uh, law firm internship. And uh, I think the biggest game changer for me was that uh, law firm internship because, and I would say that was also one of the most important uh, uh, table turners for me because once I actually came down to a law firm. I was a kid who thought like things are as rosy as it gets. I came to a law firm. I I worked with three partners there, and the good thing is that ELP get, lets you work directly with partners. There is that open door policy where you can actually just go up to the walk up to the partner and be like, "Hi, I want to work with you if you have work." And um, the kind of work that I got ranged from due diligence to even like drafting a contract, which is like on a very preliminary level, of course, because they were trusting a third year with it. which was in itself a very big thing that i got that opportunity and uh, i drafted contracts i went ahead and did due diligence i even attended court with my associate so i think like the reason why i would 
I would say that this uh, entire incident of my life was very important to me was because I did not have the courage to go in front of that judge and actually uh, fight my case. Like, I really did not think there was merits in the case, very honestly. And mm-hmm. I was super intimidated because of all the court etiquette you have to follow. And I still remember I ended up calling the ladyship lordship. So, yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, even then, after all of that, when my college gave me the opportunity to go ahead and intern with a law firm as a prize, it was one of the most, uh, I, I would say, rewarding moments of my life. And I realized that this is why I do law. This is why I took up law because I really have fun in what I'm doing. Because right now, after five years of law and graduating this year, I realized that law is super fun. It's, I mean, like that, that might come off as a big surprise to a lot of people, but uh, I, I really love what I do. And I would say that it was really that mood which made me realize that, that mood and that mood and the, pre, uh, the following internship. That was some nice experience you shared. Okay. Thanks, Samdhiti, for this wonderful conversation and sharing your experience with us. Thank you so much, Prasanna, for having us, for having me. Uh, so, uh, we can also plan, uh, you know, where your whole team is there sometime in Absolutely, the future. Sure, sure, <laughs> definitely. And please do write with us if you like writing. Uh, I haven't started writing, but I'm planning to. Let's see. (laughs) Please do think of us when you do. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. And yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this episode, then you must also check out our other episodes available here and follow us here so that you don't miss out on new episodes. Thank you.